Sports can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338-923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on the first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And week five is upon us. We did get a comment from Frank about having to eat, eat his words from, uh, from yes, from him having to eat his words from last week. And he definitely, he definitely has to. Yeah, and, and he, he says he did. So he, de- he definitely did from that beatdown he has last week. But we'll get to his Dolphins against my Giants a little bit later. But we got to start with the big matchup. Got to start with the huge matchup in week five with the Cowboys and the 49ers. And I, th- I think this is going to be a really, really good game between these two teams. Now, I still think the Niners are the better team. I think they the better roster. I don't know if they, they the quarterbacks. I'd say the Cowboys are the better quarterback. They, they definitely have the better roster, and they definitely, definitely have the better head coach. So I think this game is going to be a it's going to it's going to be a competitive game, though. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I feel like San Francisco is going to have success on the ground. I have confidence that they're going to have success on the ground because I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good big game against the Cowboy run defense that I'm not sold on yet. Like the pass defense is great, but I'm not sold on the run defense. So I'm not sold on the Cowboys run defense. So I do think San Francisco moves the ball on the ground. I think I think they have a, I think Brock Purdy has a pretty good game as well. I do think Dallas moves the ball too. I think Dak Prescott has a pretty good game, but I do think the difference in the game will be Dak Prescott will make the will make the a mistake that Brock Purdy won't, and and I think the ball will be in Dak's hands at the end of the game. And I don't think Dak gets it done. That's why I think the Cowboys lose to another good team. I got the Cowboys. Uh, I got the Cowboys 
losing this game. I got the Niners winning this game 27 to 20 over the Cowboys. I got them continuing going the Cowboys. I got I got them winning 27-20. But Justin, will the Cowboys get revenge on what happened to them the last two years in the playoffs? No, I'm with you. I got the Niners as well, 28 to 21. Um, yeah, I think McCaffrey just he's got 12 straight touchdowns now in a game, uh, or two consecutive games where he scored a touchdown. He makes that offense so much more. He makes that offense um, so much better. And Brock Purdy, in a game where he's played at least three quarters, he's still undefeated. So look, you know, Purdy's not great. You know, he's efficient. You know, he makes the smart reads. You know, he won't really turn the football over. Um, and I think Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think we're going to find out a lot about the Cowboys' defense because you look at it. You know, the best quarterback they faced through the first four weeks is Josh Dobbs. Like, you know. They really haven't faced a quarterback or an offense that they're about to face coming up this weekend. So we're going to find out a lot about the South defense. You know, if they can kind of get pressure and make Purdy, you know, have to make a throw under pressure, I think Dallas has a chance. But at home, I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm with Frank. I think all around the Niners are better than the Cowboys. Yeah, Frank says the Niners are a better team all around, and I agree. But the big key for the Cowboys in this game is is to get a lead early. They can get a lead early and make, make Brock Purdy – Play from two scores down with that pass rush. And another weakness of the Niners we're going to talk about enough is their offensive line. Their offensive line outside of Trent Williams is not that good. So if they can get – the Cowboys can get a lead and be and, and are able to unleash that pass rush of Micah Parsons and uh, and Demarcus Lawrence against this Niners off, 49ers offensive line, I do think they, they have a real – that's their best chance of winning. Get a lead early and then be able to unleash their pass rush. Because if they don't get a lead and they let the Niners run the football, if the Niners run for over 100 yards, they will win this game. The Niners will win this game. They run for over 100 yards. The Cowboys have to hold the Niners to under 100 yards rushing, or the Niners won't win this game. They got to make force Brock Purdy to beat him. They got to focus on shutting down McCaffrey and forcing Brock Purdy to beat him. But from what I've seen so far, and I know the Cowboys have been dominant in certain games against against the Patriots, against the Giants, against the Jets. They're not playing those three teams this week. They're playing the uh, they're playing the, the probably the best team in the they're probably they're playing the best team in the NFC. And uh, and we saw them they're against the car, struggle against the Cardinals as well. We saw the we saw the Cowboys struggle, struggle against the Cardinals, especially against the run on defense. So I think this is going to be a close competitive game. But I am I'm going I'm going with the Niners because they are just a better all around football team, and they've had the success against the Cowboys. They have beaten the Cowboys the last two times they have played. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, and I think too, I think you made a great point about Niners. You know, Cowboys get a lead because I don't think Purdy in any of those games. I don't think they've trailed at all. You know, like he's been able to kind of just do what he wants. You know, the Lions are being able to kind of dictate that t- dictate the game. So, yeah, you know, if if, if um the Niners fall behind, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because they're built kind of on their running game and they'll use the play action. You know, they have McCaffrey. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Niners right now are still yeah are a little bit better than the Cowboys. But look, you know, the Cowboys because the Eagles haven't been as dominant this year so like you know second plays off for grabs the nfc so the Cowboys come out here win the game you know i guess even they knock off the niners you probably have to consider the best team in the nfc so um at the moment so yeah you know big one and i i think the niners find a way at home to to uh knock them off yet again and that leads me to my, my, our next question is the so we said last week is the winner of the game the best team in the afc when the bills played the dolphins is the winner of this game the best team in the NFC is the winner of this game between the Cowboys and Niners, the best team in the NFC. And for me, if the Niners win, absolutely they are. I think they are right now. And if the Niners win, they absolutely are. 
if the Cowboys win, I have to see what the Eagles do. Because if the Eagles are 5-0 and the Cowboys are 4-1, and even though the Cowboys have been a little bit more impressive than the Eagles, just because the Eagles don't have a loss, I'd have, I'd have to, I'd have to uh, give them the edge as the best team. If they're 5-0 and the, and the, if the Eagles and Cowboys win, say the Eagles win and they're 5-0 and and the Cowboys win and they're 4-1, and I'd probably have to give the Eagles the edge there. Yeah. I'm going to – I'll take the – I'll go the other way and take the Cowboys. They, you know, because they'd have the best win out of them or the Eagles knocking off – um. You know, go on the road and knocking off the Niners. And, you know, like, and, you know, if they win the game, I assume, you know, that means Zach Prescott plays pretty well. They get the running game going with Tony Pollard. And, you know, and I think that defense plays well again. And that Eagles defense hasn't, hasn't been as great as advertised. I know week three, um, yeah, week three, they looked awesome against Tampa Bay. But last week, Sam Howell was kind of had a lot of success going up and down the field against them. And, you know, probably the commander should have gone for two there, but, you know, he, Ended up not going for it. Um, but, like, I, I know that Dallas had a very bad game against Arizona. Um, a, a big stinker. But I, I think Cowboys going on the road and beat San Francisco, I, I think that would just be the best one out of them or the Eagles. And I would probably put Dallas there. I get the point. But say they do and the Eagles win, I still got to take an undefeated team that won the conference last year over a team that, that's 4-1. and one. I know they'd have, their, they'd have the best win out, out of those two teams. Or out of the probably out of the three teams, out of the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys, that would, this would be the this would be the best win. The Cowboys would have the best win, but I, I gotta go. I gotta go back to the fact the Eagles won the NFC last year, and they're five and all. The Cowboys are not undefeated and lost to a team that's not very good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's a yeah, you know, that's that's the thing with Dallas is yeah, that game with Arizona, which was very odd that they lost that football. They they played horribly in that game and give Arizona credit. Um. But yeah, you know, like Philly, I just, you know, the thing with Philly is, yeah, they're kind of, they've skated through, like, again, Mac Jones, like, Patriots should have beat the Eagles. They got down 60-0 in the past that they should have knocked them off. Like, I think one of these weeks where, you know, they haven't been great. I know, like, Minnesota, they've kind of, um, they got out. And I know it's like the, in the fourth quarter, the Vikings kind of made it interesting. But week one, they didn't play great. Week three, they were pretty, pretty well. Last week, they could have very long, they very easily could have lost the game as well last week. So like for the Eagles, yeah, they've can't, they've won all of them so far, but a couple of them, they very easily could have lost. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, they very easily could have lost, but, and I know it is really good point saying the Eagles didn't play. Yeah, you get it. They didn't play well that well against the Patriots. They weren't, they weren't great against the Vikings either. They, uh, they, yeah, they barely won last week. Yes. They haven't been winning pretty, but they've been winning. And you can't say that about the cow. Even if the Cowboys beat the 49ers, you can't say it about the Cowboys because they had a they had a bad loss to the Cardinals. Eagles didn't have any losses. So no, if the Eagles lose to the Rams and the uh, 40 and the, and the Cowboys beat the Niners, I'm with you. Cowboys were the best team in the NFC. But if the Eagles win and the Cowboys win, I'm still going with the Eagles. Yeah, I could see. I yeah, you know, and I you know, I absolutely could see that because yeah, the Eagles still be undefeated. Again, you know, and the Rams have been better than I think a lot of people thought they would be this year. You know, they, they've played well, and they might get Cooper Cup back, which, you know, that that would be kind of a tough assignment for the Eagles to slow him down. And But, um, yeah, yeah, I just, I you know, because, yeah, Dallas schedule hasn't been great, but they've been dominant in pretty much, you know, obviously besides the Arizona game, they've been dominant in all their wins besides that Arizona one. And they've kind of played more complete games so far than the Eagles. But, yeah, that, that one sinker is a huge kind of mark on their on their resume right now. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So big game, a uh, big game on Sunday night. We'll see what happens between these two teams, between the Cowboys and Niners. Should should be a really good game. 
on Sunday night, Sunday night. But we got to move on to the game between my team and Frank's team on Sunday as the Giants traveled down to South Beach to face the Miami Dolphins. And for this game, I think the Dolphins – I know the Dolphins probably won't have Teron Armstead. We don't know what the Giants – if the Giants are going to have Andrew Thomas or Saquon Barkley yet. But I do think the Dolphins will just game plan around that, running jet sweeps with, with, with Jalen Waddell. Uh, being able to get the ball to two his hands quickly, I think they'll be able to they'll be able to create big plays too with 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 Jalen Waddle and and Tua and the Giants just they just don't have enough to keep up the way Daniel Jones has been playing he they, he can't keep up with the Dolphins offense I think this I think this game is I don't have much confidence in the Giants going into this game I think the Dolphins win this game I think they win it by two scores I got Miami winning this game thirty one to seventeen over the Dolphins but Justin. Is there any way Daniel Jones could pull off an upset in South Beach this week? It's going to be very difficult. Miami's defense is not great. You know, we saw we saw you know Josh Allen that offense was able to carve it up last week. But look, you know, if you can't block, I, you know, you you you're, you, it's pretty hard to win. Um, they got sacked eleven times last week. You know, Daniel Jones did. I thought, you know, I thought half were on Daniel Jones and half were on the offensive line. I, I thought it was a split, but um. You can't block. They can't, you know, they, you know, they can't get the ball to any of the wide receivers. Like Jalen Hyatt, you know, I, I we we saw like the little spark he had in that Arizona game, um, and you know, yesterday or Monday he only had two catches for ten yards. Like that's a guy that can kind of beat Miami over the top and get some big plays. But look, if you don't have any time, it's tough for him to run downfield, and you know, for him to get open. Daniel Jones has two seconds. So, uh, look, your defense got to play very well. You can't turn the football over. And I just and they've been they've been outscored seventy seven to nine so far in the first half. Like that's on Dable, that is yeah. on Brian Dable. This yeah, in five and, we'll, and, 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 and we'll get to who is more responsible, who's the most responsible for this. But yeah, yeah that, that that definitely is on Dable being outscored like that. Yeah. And you go back to that Eagles game in the playoffs last year. You're five consecutive games now, Giants haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. That's that's you know you you're not going to be Miami doing that. You got to get out to a fast start. So. I, I got I got the Dolphins this one, uh, win by two scores. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and as Frank has just said, Dolphins are going to win. He's 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 yeah. very very confident this week against the, the Giants, and he should be because the Giants are they're not good at all right now. They're, they're not good at all. I mean, pretty much in, in every aspect of the game, the, uh, the 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 offensive line is putrid. The quarterback has not played well. Uh, there really isn't a no none of these receivers has really emerged yet. Darren Waller hasn't shown that he could be Daniel Jones's go to guy yet. Saquon has been out. They haven't been able to run the football. The defense, yeah, it played. It was their best, probably their best game of the year on Monday night. But that, it had, that, that the defense hasn't played well either. So really, in every phase of the game, the Giants have just been absolutely have just been, have just not been a good team at all. They've been pretty much absolutely terrible in every phase of the game. So yeah, they, they, this should be if the if the Dolphins are serious about being a Super Bowl contender, they should not they should not be losing to the Giants. No, absolutely not. They 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 should not. You know the Giants. Like again, I look at going back to Monday night game. The first play, Drew Lock goes in there. They throw the ball to Noah Fant. Yeah, the tackling was putrid. It's Awful. it's it's kind of the small stuff. The special yeah. teams hasn't been good either. The offensive line, it, it's been the small stuff, and that kind of starts to pile up, especially when you don't do any of it well. So, look, you know, Thibodeau had his best game. Like your pass rush got a little bit going, a little bit better than it has been. But yeah, it just—it's been horrible. And look, you know, I was very high on Brian Dable. Now I, I've really taken a step back on him. Especially you had eleven days of prep for a good Seattle team. Like this is a team that's going to make a wild card, but they'll lose twenty-four to three after having eleven days off. 
that is um it's embarrassing absolutely you know, like, what what are you doing those 11 days it I, that team has you know so far they they you know they they really did not look great but they no, they didn't and that's it was it was a total embarrassment, and it's completely on Brian. It's on Brian Dable for the team not being ready to play. The terrible special teams that play with Gary Brightwell when he ran into the punter that cost us cost the Giants a chance to get three points for the half. It was just an absolutely putrid performance. And in eleven days to get ready for a home Monday night game, and that's the way you play. As but yeah, listen, I I I've I've been a huge Brian Dable fan. I still support Brian Dable, but Brian Dable has not done a good job this year at all to not have that team ready to go. And it was this, and it happened in the Sunday night game too against the Cowboys. And I have this team ready to play. It's just inexcusable. That just can't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because so far these first four games, this has looked like Joe Judge and um, Brian or um, Ben McAdoo type teams, like and Pat Shermer. Yeah. Like these, yeah. this, the, you know. And again, I'm not saying Brian Dable's at that point yet, but it's starting a little bit to trend that way. It really like you know. Look, the next two weeks are going to be tough, but if you could somehow be competitive, you can feel a little bit better about yourselves. But, yeah, like, you, you can't show up for that in a big spot on Monday night in a home game where you score three points against a Seattle defense that's not that great. Like, you know, it's it's not. You got to score more than three points. Like they, they couldn't even score late in that game. They had most of that ball the second half. They really they, they really still couldn't put points on the board. So, yeah, it's a, it's a complete embarrassment. Um on Monday night in front, you got three points in two home games like that. That that's an absolute embarrassment. Absolutely. 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 And now we will go to uh, who is most responsible for the Giants. Terrible start to the season. I know everybody is Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones. They definitely have their share of responsibility, but I think the most responsible is Joe Shane. Joe Shane put this team on the field. Joe Shane put this team on the field and you see the offensive line. It's not gotten better. The, uh, the, 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 as I said, not a number one receiver has not emerged. Uh, the, uh, the the defense that's taken a step back. Everything has taken a step back, and 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 I and I blame that on Joe Shane. Joe Shane did not improve this team in the. Yes, he went out and got Darren Waller, but that's pretty that's pretty much it. He did not improve this team in the off season. So for me, I think the guy who, who's most responsible right now for the Giants playing the way they are. Yes, I know Dable and and Jones. Uh, they definitely get their share of the blame too. That interceptions Jones threw. That pick six to Devin Witherspoon, that is flat out inexcusable. That cannot happen, especially to a quarterback that's making $40, $40 million a year. That cannot happen. Brayball not having the team ready to play, that's inexcusable as well. But Joe Shane put this team on the field this year. That's why I hold him most responsible for the Giants' struggles. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'm going to take Dable. I know Shane has put him on the you know, he's responsible for building this team. And again, the way he built this offensive line is just horrendous right now and oh, awful, you know awful awful it, and i know you don't have andrew thomas but it's not just his spot it's all five guys up front right now i'm like you see the block of a neil put on darren wall like that was the best block of the night the giants had yeah you know like it, it's bad and you know but you know i'll go dig because the way again 77 to 9 so far in the first half like you can't even script up something to score a touchdown and on your first drive of the game, I know, I know. that Dallas game, they were driving in, in the field goal block, you know. And then also with Dable, too, is I did not like how he chucked the tablet in front of Jones and kind of went out. Like, the, you should have, I mean, like, why not I, go after? I understand Dable's frustration, but, yeah, that's a little bit that's a little bit immature to do that. And, yeah, you should be going after the offensive line, who's been absolutely, who's been absolutely pathetic so far this year. Yeah, like, he should have gone off the – after the offensive line as well, he should have gone off to the special teams coach. Like, not just Jones. Like, yeah, Jones Jones had a hand to why they lost that game, but it was not all on him. And 
that kind of episode, I thought, kind of pretty much kind of put on Jones there. Um, that's like the second time he's gone at him this year. So uh, time, it was not a great look either. That That's also why, like, look, I just, the way this team has prepared so far, and it just, this team, it looks like it's taken like 10 steps back. I know their schedule wasn't great last year, but it just, it looks like a totally different team so far. And I don't know if it's just other teams that kind of figured them out. Like Weatherspoon said Monday night, um, in his post game interview, he's like, yeah, we knew the game plan that Jones stares on his receivers. Like that's that, that is on Jones, but, um, it just seems like they kind of been figured out, but yeah, it's a little bit on everybody, but I kind of feel like it's more on Dable. I, I know Shane puts his team on the field, but man, you got to have these guys. This was a playoff team last year. Like they got to be more prepared going to a football game and it just has not looked like it so far. And Frank agrees with you. He says it's the head coach. I'm just saying the GM because uh, because Brian Dable, you don't go to me. Yes, he has not done a good job this year so far. I'll admit that. But you don't go from being the coach of the year to being this terrible unless there's there, there's circumstances involved. And there is circumstances involved. The quarterback has not played well. And 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 the, the offensive line has been terrible. Joe Shane did nothing to improve this offensive line. Uh, he did not get a number one receiver. He, he drafted Deontay Banks, who hasn't been great so far either. So I, 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 and, and, and the thing is, is who's proven more to who prove who, what was more, what was last year more about Joe Shane or Brian Dable? I definitely think it was definitely a bit more about Brian Dable because the guys that stepped up on this team last year were, uh, were Dexter Lawrence. That was not a guy that Joe Shane brought in. Uh, obviously Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley guys that, 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 uh, that, that, uh, Joe Shane didn't bring in oh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, Andrew Thomas too. So uh, yeah, so a lot of the guys that had really good years last year uh, were, were were actually guys that Dave Gettleman drafted. So really, Joe Shane has really not drafted really an impact player on this team yet. So and then the guys that he has drafted, Evan Neal's been absolutely terrible. Like the two first round picks he had, Evan Neal's been absolutely terrible. And Kayvon Thibodeau, he's been inconsistent so far. So I know Dayball has not been great, has not has been far from great so far. But I'm putting this on Joe Shane because last year. The success was more about Brian Dayball. Yeah, and I see your point. Yeah, because he is Shane, Shane's the one that puts this team together, puts this team on the field. Um, and yeah, like the drafting has not gone well at all so far for him. Um, Frank comments here the the uh, I the get GM it. brings I, in I, 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 I get it's the head coach's job to keep to uh, keep everyone in place, but he's he, he's he's got he's got a coach with the, he's got a. a he, He's got a coach with what he has, and I don't think Brian Dayball has the greatest roster. I don't think Brian Dayball has a, the greatest roster or the greatest quarterback. So he's got a coach with what he has. Yes, the lack of preparation at times th- this year. Yes, that's on him. But ultimately, I feel like it's on the guy upstairs who really hasn't drafted in two years. hasn't really drafted anything to really help this team be a great football team. Brian Dayball coached this team to the to the divisional round of the playoffs last year. So. If I would, if there's a guy I'm going to blame for the start, if there's a guy I'm going to blame more for the start of the season, it's going to be Joe Shane. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, I see it, and I, you know, and I, I definitely see the point there because, yeah, you know, Shane drafts the guys, Shane's kind of bringing some of these guys in, and they, it hasn't panned out so far, so far this year. You know, I also think with Dable too, why I kind of agree with Frank is. Some of the penalties too, like just some of the, like the disciplinary stuff, just, you know, the running of the kicker, the other punter, Gary Brightwell the other night, there's been just some other kind of bad penalties and some bad spots. And it's just like, that's kind of on the head coach too to kind of 
get rid of some of that stuff. And it just se- it hasn't seemed like, you know, they've gotten, a- they haven't been able to go through it so far yet. And look, you know, I thought he did a better job last year with Daniel Jones, but with Dable this year. And I don't know, like, again, I, and I, the Jones contract, again, that's probably a combination of Dable and, and Shane kind of, you know, coming together there. But mostly or, you know, the GM. They, they feel like G- I think the GM's responsible for that. So that's Shane, in my opinion. Okay. So, you know, um, but like, I thought, you know, he did a better job with Jones this year, but man, it just kind of seems like he's taken a couple steps back this year. Two touchdowns of six INTs. Um, he's still running the ball, you know, decent. I think he's still averaging like five yards a carry, but look, I just, it's a lot of kind of the same guys. And I feel like, too, with your offensive line, you got to kind of scheme up ways for some of these wide receivers to get open. They just have not. And I know Jones has missed them. I know there was a couple of plays I saw, you know, in the replay where, he just, you know, Jones didn't hit him, but that's, you know, um, but like, you know, you, you got to find ways to kind of scheme up some of these guys. So I thought Darren Wall was going to be a nice impact, but yeah, he, he's had, he's done the minimum so far. So it's, it's, it's some of the stuff where kind of feel a little bit is still kind of on the head coaches. It's a preparation and putting your best, putting your team in the best position to win the football games. I don't feel like he's done that so far. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the Arizona game. He hasn't, he, he has not, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. And, Things things got to things got to pick it up. They got to pick it up. But the problem is, is the position they're in right now. They got Miami and they got Buffalo. Two brutal, brutal games. I mean, outside of the two, I think the one they have a better chance of winning, if they have any chance of winning either game, would be Miami. But still, it, it is it is a real, real. It's they're in a really, really bad spot because right now I think they're pretty much staring at one and five, and that's a bad, bad place to be in the NFL. Yeah, it absolutely is. I don't know the percentages make the playoffs when you're one and five, but it, it cannot be. It, it's not very high, I bet. So, yeah, you know, you you got to try to figure out a way to hang in there with Miami and Buffalo. Try to keep this game close in fourth quarter. And you're able to steal one, but yeah, you go one and five. I know you got the Commanders and Jets afterwards, but yeah, it, that's a tough hole to kind of dig yourself out of, especially in the NFC. That's not great, but you're still probably gonna have to get nine nine wins to get a wild card. And I I don't know if that if this team's going on that type of run right now. Yeah, it does not look like it. And they started one and five in 2017. They ended three and 13. They started one and five. They were one and five in, uh, in uh, 2018. They ended up five and 11. They were one and five in 2020. They ended six and 10 and they were one and five in 2021. They ended, uh, they ended uh, a four and 13. So this could be their, uh, their, their fifth one and five start in the last six years. Just, and you thought they changed things with this regime and, this is, as you said, this is a major step back. This is not just a little bit of minor step back. This is a major step back the way they started this season. Yeah, it absolutely has. There's just no other way to put it. You know, like, it's just, it's a team last year. Like, it, it was sort of that opening week, going for two against Tennessee to start the year off. And that kind of, I don't know if that just gave the rest of the team a jolt and kind of a belief. But, yeah, it's just in this year. It's a, yeah, it's been just, you know, other than that, it's been a major disappointment. And it don't you know, look that. Defense hasn't gotten a turnover yet. Like that's the like that's crazy. especially games. a Wick Martindale defense. Yeah. 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 You know, like the, the offensive line can't block anybody. It's just, yeah, it's just a major step back right now. And it dead. I know it's gotta be disappointing for Giant fans because you thought it was things were gonna be a lot. You thought, yeah, things were definitely turned the right direction and the kind of the right guys were, you know, in place. But yeah, it just it's it's a total 180. And yeah, it's gotta be disappointing. Um for a lot for 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 every giant fan right now because it's the total embarrassment it's a total embarrassment the way they come out the last four weeks or the first four weeks 
Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we'll move. We'll go from one bad team to another bad team, and we'll yeah. and we'll talk. And we'll go on, move on to the Patriots as they host the New Orleans Saints this week. I think this is going to be a close competitive game because I don't think the Saints' offense is that good either, especially with Derek Carr banged up. And I don't get why he played last week. He averaged like three point nine seven yards an attempt. He was not good at all. The Saints' offense scored nine points last week, so I think this is going to be a low scoring game uh, between both the, between these two teams, but. I'm going to take the team with the better roster. I'm going to take the team with the better roster. The Patriot roster. The Patriots, even, they lost. They got crushed the Cowboys, and they lost two of their best defensive players in Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez. I know they got J.C. Jackson back today, but I, I, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the team with the better roster. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Kamara's going to have a decent day on the ground, and I do think the Saints are going to force a turnover for Mac Jones. Even if Derek Carr plays, I don't think he's going to make the mistakes against this Patriots defense. I think he's going to be close and competitive, and I'm going to do – I, I, I got the Saints for the second time in three years going into Foxborough and being the Patriots. I got the Saints winning this one 20-16. But, Justin, can the Patriots get revenge on what happened two years ago to them in Foxborough? Yeah, the only reason I'm picking the Patriots is because Derek Carr, and he cannot – I don't think Derek Carr with that – as you mentioned, him banged up. I don't think he's going to be able to really expose our cornerbacks right now. And I got the Patriots 17-13 to 13 this week. Um, yeah, J.C. Jacks comes back, but he hasn't been great this year with the Chargers, and – I think that means uh, Gonzalez is likely done for the year, which stinks. He he, lose, he, I, I, I just so saw good. that he is. He is. Yeah. That's, he's done. That's a bummer. You know, um, he was so good um, so far. And our number one corner, he stepped in, did a great job. And I don't know why Judon was in there down 38 to three. You took out Mac, but you really can't throw anybody else at, at end there to just make, you know, so you don't lose a, you know, your best defensive player. So um, that was a little frustrating there, but I, you know, Look, Mac, there's just so many rookie mistakes he's been making still. Um, and, you know, he's got he's, he's to be better at that. I thought, you know, the offensive line has been great. But I think they do enough this week. I think the defense does step up and make a play or two with the guys they have left. You know, Kamar last week, he caught 13 catches. He had 13 catches for 33 yards. So like, you know, they're going to do the dink and dunk stuff. And I think the Patriots could defend that well enough. You know, I think Bill's going to kind of try to make their car through deep where, I, I, you know, car might throw an interception or two. And I, I think that's the Patriots do do enough offensively. And, you know, gets a good Saints defense. I think they find a way to win this game 17-13. I think this game is about Kamara. And I, even though the Patriots are going to game plan to stop him, I think they're going to still have some trouble. I think he's going to do enough on the ground. And I just don't force Mac jo- – I don't trust Mac Jones not to turn the ball over against the Saints defense. Mm-hmm. I think the Saints defense is going to force a big turnover. For Mac Jones, I think I think that's what they're going to do. That's why I think that's why I think they win that they they win this one close. But this game definitely can go either way. But here's the there's the thing with the Patriots, they got to win. I feel like they got to win the next two weeks if they want if, any hope, any hope of doing anything this year. They, they got to win. They got to beat the Saints at home and they got to beat the Raiders in Vegas because the next two weeks they got the Bills and they got the Dolphins and they, 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 and uh, and those are going and if they if they lose one of the next two games, they're probably going to start two and six. And I just don't see them coming out of that. So they got to they got to win one of the next two games. They got to they got they got to win the next two if they want to be they want any kind of season this year. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, you know, yeah, they, they got to beat Vegas this year. I uh, you know, I don't know who's covering Demonte Adams, so that's my concern right now. Um, I don't trust J.C. Jackson. Well, Adams doesn't you know, have anyone throwing the, the ball. Dude. That's the problem, though. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's Jimmy G's revenge game, though. He, yeah, but you know, so. You know, so, yeah, because then you you got the Bills at home and then at Miami. And, look, the first time they kept it close with Miami, but now you don't have a cornerback. I know they might – I think you're, they're going to get Jack Jones back, but, you know, 
he's not great. Like I, I don't trust him as a number to shut down the team's number one. So yeah, you know, they, they got it. They got to beat New Orleans this week. And then, yeah, they got to beat a Vegas team right now. That's banged up that, you know, has a lot of problems themselves right now. You know, I know Garoppolo's banged up and still in percussion concussion protocol, but yeah, it, it, again, if you lose this week and then that'll be McDaniel's Super Bowl again. So if they not, yeah, they, they somehow finish start one of five. Yeah. It, you know, they, they, they're, they're going to be staring at one and seven, which <laughs> I'd be okay. Let's just throw in the towel and let's go find a new quarterback. Exactly. And, and, and this is, and this leads us to our next questions question. Should Mac Jones still be the past starting quarterback for now? I would say yes, because I, I think he's not, let's just say he played terribly on Sunday, but I do think that there's still some potential left because I, I do think, that uh, I know, I know he doesn't play well, but the weapons around him are not good. So, so I do think he should still be the starting quarterback. But his days are numbered of being the starting quarterback. Say they lose to the Saints and Raiders, and you start, yeah. Say you start one and seven, then you may have to put him Zappy and see what you have. See what you have there. Yeah, you might have to. The thing with Zap in like why every Patriot fan I think wants him is because of the Brady effect. We saw what happened in 0-2 when they started 0-2. He Brady replaces Bledsoe and. You know, that here comes Tom Brady again. Like Zappy's not gonna be that. So I, so like, I, I feel like Zappy's not gonna be much better than Jones. So look, you know, Jones could so, and I'm done defending him. I told you for the show, I've been a defender since they drafted him. I'm I'm done. He's got to prove me. He's got to prove prove something to me now. You know, like that first drive on a Sunday, he had Mike Kasicki in the end zone. He over he overthrew him. Like that's that's a that's a touchdown. You that's a throw you got to make there. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll put, I don't, you know, if it gets to one at seven, I could see maybe bill pull the trigger and go with zappy. Um, but it's tough. It, it, it and it depends if magic keeps making the same dumb rookie mistakes over and over, then yeah, I think you got to see if zappy can kind of, it's a little bit better in there and does not make as many mistakes. So look, you know, Jones is showing flashes, but yeah, like there's just, again, that strip sack he had, you got to tuck the ball away. He just, he try he you know he doesn't know how to live for another down. You know, that that's the problem. He just he doesn't know when to give up on a play and that cost him. And and then even that interception, he throws on across his body, comes back in the middle of the field across his body. It's that that that's that that's mistakes you shouldn't be making. And that's why I you know, because the thing coming out of the draft was his brain and his smarts. And he really has not shown any of that, especially the last two years. He he's I liked him his rookie year, but yeah, the last two years he just he's been a different guy. He just he can't take care of the football. No, no, not not at all. Yeah, you said it. Why? What made him? What he what made him? What, what he was is his brain and his smarts, not his athleticism. His brains and his smarts, and he just had you saw on Sunday just not making good decisions at all. And even in the Philly game and the Miami game, he lost. He threw that. He threw a bad interception both those two games. So he's been throwing bad interceptions this year. His brain it was it was the biggest strength of him, but the, he's not been playing. That, that, that's not been the case this year. He's not been playing smart this year. So I give it, you know, maybe you know three or four more games, and if it, it's not working out, I put him on the bench. Yeah, if he keeps making the same mistakes, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Bill, Bill just pulls the trigger on him and just kind of yeah sees sees what he's got in Zappy. I don't think it's be much better, but yeah, one seven. There's not much, you know. It, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to sh- wouldn't hurt to. Uh, wouldn't hurt to try to see if you did, you know, if Zappy's gonna be a little bit better than Mac at this point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It could be happening any 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 moment where Mac Jones could be benched for this team. 
But we're going to go through the slate of games, and we'll start with tomorrow night's games at, game as the 0-4 Bears travel to Landover, Maryland to face the 2-2 two two Commanders. And I just don't think that – I don't have any confidence in this Bears defense. I think Sam Howell was another big week. I think, I think Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian Robinson have big games on the ground. I think I think Sam Howell continues to play well. I do think Justin Fields makes some plays against this Washington defense, but I also think he turns the ball over, and those turnovers will probably be late in the game, which he always turns the ball over late in the game. And I got the Commanders winning this one 31 to 20. But Justin, can Justin Fields get his first win and potential? Uh, uh, can Justin Fields, Justin Fields lead the Bears to their, to, to their first win this year and potentially save Matt Eberflus's job? No, nah, I got Commanders as well, twenty-eight to twenty. Um, look, you know, Fields played well for the first like three quarters or so, and then made a couple of bad mistakes there in the fourth, and um, you know, the fumble in the INT, and look, you know, the Commanders' defense last three weeks they've given up thirty over thirty points, but. You know, I, I think they kind of play a lot better this week against a bad Chicago Bears team, especially their offensively. And I just don't think they're keep up with Sam Howell. The, again, they just think, you know, I, I think they're up now to like 14 straight weeks where they've given up at least like 25 points. Like I, I Sam Howell, you know, he's, as you mentioned, he's made a couple of bad mistakes, but I, I think this is a game where he plays really, really well and they do whatever they want against that Chicago defense. I just don't think the Bears are going to be able to keep up in this one. Yeah, and I think this is it. I think it's it for Matt Eberflus. I think he's fired. I think if he loses this game, I think that this is it. This is it. I mean, you look at his, his specialty, his defense. The defense has been absolutely pitiful. Justin Fields, he's been awful as well, especially late in games. I think this is it for Matt. I think this is it. I think this is it for Matt Eberflus. It should, but can I throw out this for you? Yeah. Why don't you keep him as a coach? Because if you keep him on, you're guaranteed to get the normal pick. Why bring in somebody like? You know, that may be a little bit better than Matt Aberflus. I know, I know, I, I know. But but I think they, they just want to start the process. I think the Bears just want to start the process of trying to turn this thing around. So I think this is it after after Thursday. If they lose Thursday night, should. I think this is yeah. I think this is it. It should be. I just I wonder if they use that scenario. I you know, that'd be an interesting one. Just so you can tank to get may you know, double up making sure that you get Kale Williams. But yeah, like it, it you know. I wouldn't be surprised they fire him after tomorrow night because, yeah, you, you got the extra time to prep for, um, you know, next week's game too. So with playing Thursday night. So, yeah, I, I think it's very likely he could get fired. If they don't play well tomorrow. Absolutely. 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 So we got the game in London this week as the Jaguars stay there. Now the Bills go, go, go across the pond and take on the Jaguars. And I think this is a really good game. I think Josh Allen plays another great game. I think the Bills get their running game going. But I also think Trevor Lawrence matches him. I think he plays really well as, as well. I think he plays has a, has a really good game too. I don't think the, the Jags get the running game going the way the Bills do, but I do think Trevor Lawrence has a good game. I think this is close and competitive. Uh, and I think it goes right down to the end. But I got the Bills going a 4-1, and one, beating the Jaguars 28-23. to 23. But, Justin, can the Jaguars get their second straight win in London? I don't think so. I think the Bills get it 24-20. to Um now, Bills played an awesome game last week. You know, on the you know at home against Miami, they shut down that offense. Um, you know, now this week you're playing a Jackson. That yeah, they got the win last week, but I still didn't think that offense was great. They're still 26. Uh, you know, they're 26 right now in the league and um, offensively, and they're 29th in red zone efficiency. So, the Jags haven't been great. You know, I know some of it's not Lawrence. They've had a lot of drops. I, I think they move the ball a little bit this week, but uh, you know, Josh Allen the last three weeks has played really, really well. And I think Josh Allen makes a couple more plays than Trevor Lawrence of this week. And I think the Bills find a way um, not to knock off Jacksonville 24 to 20. 
Got the Chiefs traveling to Minnesota to face the Vikings. And I think the Vikings keep it competitive early. But in the second half, I think the Chiefs pull away. I think Pacheco has a big game. I think Mahomes has another big game against his Vikings defense. And I think Kirk Cousins makes some key, makes some key mistakes late in the game. And Kirk Cousins really doesn't beat these kind of teams. I think, And I think the same thing is going to happen on, on, on Sunday afternoon in Minnesota. That's why I got the Chiefs beating the Vikings 30-17. to 17. But Justin, can Cousins – uh, lead the Vikings to a big upset and and lead them to their second straight win. No, I don't think so. I got the Chiefs thirty to twenty one. Um, I think Kansas City bounces back this week. I think that defense plays better. Um, and I I think Mahomes, you know, did not have a great game the other night against the Jets, and I think he plays a lot better this week. And I don't think that Vikings defense is going to give. Kirk Cousins many opportunities to kind of stay within this game and I don't think Cousins is going to be able to keep up and I think he'll have a couple of interceptions this game I think Justin Jefferson will have a big game the Vikings finally kind of got a little bit of a running game going last week but I, I the Chiefs have been pretty good so far this year it's stopping the run so I don't think they have much of that this week uh, and I just think the Chiefs that that Vikings defense is not going to it's not going to make many stops this week against uh, Kansas City got an AFC North rivalry in Pittsburgh faced Steelers, and the Steelers took a step back last week. Kenny Pickett was terrible. Their defense didn't play that well. They just didn't play well at all. Their offensive line was awful. Uh, the Steelers, really, they took a step back. The Ravens, they got a win against the Browns, even though it was against uh, their backup quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They still got a big win against the Browns last week. And I think this is, But I, do think, I don't think the Steelers are going to embarrass. You heard Tomlin after the game saying there's going to be changes. I think they 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 were more physical they were more physical in practice this week. I think this is going to be a close competitive game. I even though Kenny Pickett might not start, it's like that big of a drop off between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Not really. I think Trubisky does okay. I think Lamar plays pretty well. I think the, the Ravens are able to run the ball. I do think Trubisky makes some plays against the Ravens defense, but I do think he makes that big mistake. And I think that's ultimately going to be the difference in the game. That's why I think the Ravens beat the Steelers twenty four to seventeen. But Justin. Can the Steelers beat the Ravens for the second straight time? Die at the Ravens, uh, 21 to 16. This always feels like a close, low scoring, competitive game. Um, you know, so I wouldn't be shocked to see us win this football game, you know, especially with Tom after Tomlin's comments. You know, I expect the Steelers team to play a lot better, but again, if it's Trubisky that's starting, he's always prone for a turnover, too. And I think Baltimore takes advantage of that. And yeah, I think Pittsburgh's offensive line is going to play a little bit better, but I still think the Ravens are going to get somewhat of pass rush going. And for Baltimore, too, if they win this game, they're already 3-0 against the division, and all three of those games have been on the road. So they'd be looking really, really good for, you know, locking up that division. Or, you know, uh, they'd be a great position to take to um, win that division right now. So I, I think Baltimore takes care of business. I think Lamar plays well enough. I think he'll make more plays than Mitch Trubisky. And I got Baltimore going on the road 21-16. Yeah, Ravens win this game. They would be in very good shape to win the AFC North because of what's going on with the Bengals. You never know with the Browns, and they would have pretty much a two- or three-game lead on the Steelers. But we got to move on to the Panthers and the Lions, and this should be an easy win for the for the Detroit Lions. They should be able to run the ball with David Montgomery and, gave, uh, and Jameer Gibbs easily. I think they should force a couple turnovers from Bryce Young. I got the Lions winning this one easily. I got them winning this one 31-13 over the Panthers. Last week they proved that they're one of the top teams in the NFC. And they're probably the best – and, and, and they are clearly the best team in the NFC North. So, I got the Lions winning this one 31-13. Justin, I assume you got the Lions winning as well. Yeah, I got 27-14. Yeah, that Lions win was very impressive last week. They uh, they did whatever they wanted against Green Bay. They, Green Bay got nothing going offensively most of that game. And 
Carolina had one touchdown last week. It's that horrible Vikings defense. I, I think Aiden Hutchinson and that Detroit Lions defense is going to have a field day against Bryce Young and how bad the offensive line is. And, you know, as long as Jared Goff plays mistake-free football, I think Detroit's going to take care of business and take care of business um, on Sunday afternoon. We got the surprising two and two Texans traveling. Also two and two. I think this is going to be a really close game. It's going to be a really close game between these two teams. I do think Bijan's going to have a pretty good game, but I do think CJ Stroud's going to have another good game. Right now, he's clearly the offensive rookie of the year. He's been outstanding. He gets the ball to Nico Collins. I think Damian Pierce has a good game too. And in a close competitive game, I'm going with the quarterback who's going to make more plays and make less mistakes. I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. I'll take CJ Stroud over Desmond Ritter any day of the week. I know the Falcons are at home, but I'm taking Stroud over Ritter any day of the week. And I think the Texans keep their surprise season going. I got them winning this game 23 to 20 over the Falcons. But can but Justin, can B. John Robinson have a huge game and help the Falcons snap their two-game losing streak? No, I think Texans keep them in check. I got the uh Texans 23 to 17. I think DeMarco Ryan, Domingo Ryan's is I think in this one, I think he's gonna, you know, make Desmond Ritter beat him through the air. And I think he's gonna play the run. And um Desmond Ritter's not beating you through the air. They they've been awesome, awful that way, you know, awful through the air. Um, he just can't really throw a good deep ball at all. Um, and, and you know, but look, you know, they can use play action and they could somehow get Drake London and Kyle Pitts involved. Maybe they, you know, I could definitely see them win this football game. But look, you know, I, I think Atlanta's gonna play in a lot of low scoring, you know, high twenties or or um high teens, low twenties. And I think in this type of game, CJ Stroud's a better quarterback, and I think he'll make the big play late over Desmond Ritter. And that's why I get Texans winning again 23-17. We got an AFC North matchup in Indianapolis as the 2-2 two and two Titans travel to Indy to face the 2-2 two and two Colts. And Anthony Richardson's played pretty well so far. He not as well as C.J. Stroud, but he's played pretty well so far. And I think this is going to be a close matchup. But I think the difference in this game is, I know Jonathan Taylor's going to be back for the Colts, but the Titans do a good job stopping the run. And it's his first game back. I think the team that runs the football better is going to win this game. And I think that team's definitely going to be Tennessee. Derrick Henry had a big week this week, and he has another really good week. Uh, had a good week last week, and he has another really good week this week. And uh, I think Anthony Richardson makes some plays, but I do think he makes a mistake or two, which costs the Colts in this game. So that's why in a close one, I got the Titans going to 3-2, and two, beating the Colts 23-17. to 17. But, Justin, can Anthony Richardson get his first win at home as the Colts starting QB? I got Titans as well, 18 to 14. I think it'd be a very low scoring game. And, you know, you mentioned, I think the way Titans win this game is because of their defensive line. They've been really good at stopping the run. And, yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. I don't think his workload's going to be great. And Zach Moss has been very inconsistent running the football. Um, You know, and I think Richardson's going to make a mistake or two in this one, which is going to cost him. And Tannehill might as well, but I think, you know, he does enough. And I think their defense is going to make a play or two for him in this one. And I just feel like Tennessee's defensive line is going to be a little bit too much for the Colts um, up front. And I'll, I'll take Tennessee to win this divisional game on the road. We got an AFC matchup in Denver as the Jet two between two one and three teams. The Jets take on the Broncos. And I think this is a close competitive game. But I'm going to go with the football team that's going to that's going to run the ball better. I think that Brees Hall have another good game like he did against the Broncos last year. I think Zach Wilson will play mistake-free against this Bronco defense. And I do think the Jets defense forces Wilson to some mistakes. I think this is close, competitive. It comes down to the end. But I'm going to go with the Jets to snap their three-game losing streak. I got the Jets winning this game 24-20. Uh, to 20. But, Justin, can the Broncos beat their former coach on Sunday? I think so. I got the Jets as well, 23-20. to 20 and. 
look, you know, Zach Wilson played better, but it didn't start till it was 17 nothing. Like it kind of, you know, it was one of those like, hey, we got nothing to lose like that Monday night game. And they kind of woke up and then they tied it. And then Wilson had that costly fumble there. So I think Wilson makes enough, you know, Zach Wilson makes enough plays. And, you know, I think you made a great point. I, I, just, I think the Jets running games and make the difference in this one because Denver's defense can't stop anybody. They look, they made Justin Fields look um, unbelievable last week. He was like and, 16 for 16 know, in the first three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he looked really, really well. It looked like a different guy out there, and I think Wilson's going to have some success in this one. You know, the Jets' defense, they gave up 200 yards last week in the first quarter. Like, I thought they were going to be more dominant than they've been, um, but I think they play a lot better this week against a Denver team that's, yeah, not great. And, look, you know, those comments Hayden made about Nathaniel Hackett, I, I think that Jets' team's going to want to go out there and go win the football oh, game. Oh, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely going to rally around Nathaniel Hackett this week. I, I, bet, I bet they are. And they looked better last week. The Jets looked looked better. I mean, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Their defense outside of the first quarter played really, really well against Patrick Mahomes. They played they played some of the tough teams in the AFC really, really – they played some of those those teams in the AFC really tough, the Bills and the Chiefs. They played them really tough at home. I just – I just I think they've got the better – I don't – the Broncos are the better quarterback – because outside of the quarterback position, the Jets are better everywhere else. That's that, that's why I'm taking them in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, outside of that, and you know, Sean Payton probably a better coach than than uh, um, Salah. But like, yeah, right now this yeah this Denver defense is just so bad right now. Where yeah, I think the Jets are going to be able to do enough to to um, expose it. And, and yeah, I think you know Russell Wilson's going to be a tough day. You know, they'll have some yards, but yeah, I, I think the Jets defense plays well and. Yeah, the, the Jets, I think, right now are a little bit better team than the Denver Broncos. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got a matchup in the NFC between the Eagles and the Rams. I, I think this is going to be a, a pretty good game because I think the Rams are playing better than people expected. Cooper Cup, Cup's going to come back this week, so you got him in, uh, and, uh, and, and Puka Nachua. you got him and Nachua, uh on the field together for the first time this year. I think Stafford does play pretty well in this game, but I think that uh, he will. the Eagles defense will force some mistakes. I think he'll get some yards because the Eagles defense is going to be yards, especially in the secondary. Their secondary has struggled this year, but I do think Stafford makes some mistakes like he did against the 49ers, especially in the second half. And I do think the Eagles – I don't think the Rams really have any answer for the Eagles' run game. I think, I think DeAndre Swift has, a, has, 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 another, has another big game. I think Jalen Hurts, who had his best game of the year last year, continues to play well. That's why I got the Eagles winning this one. I got to win it by 10. I got to win it 30-20 to 20 over the Rams. But Justin – can the Rams get their second straight win over the Eagles? No, I don't think so. I get the Eagles 27 to 21. Um, I, you know, I, I think, you know, Stafford's got a chance. I think he'll make some plays. You know, maybe with Cup coming back, you know, it opens things up for um, Puka Nachua, I, I, you know, where you, you're kind of more, you know, uh, you know, they're more focused on uh, Cooper Cup beating you because, you know, him and, uh, him and Matthew Stafford had a great rapport so far, um, you know, in L.A., but, yeah, I just don't think the Rams' defense is going to make enough stops in this one. I think Stafford's going to try to keep up with them. I think they will, they'll will they have some yardage. They'll make some big plays in this one. But I just don't think their offense um, is going to be, be able to keep up because Dagan's offense the last couple of weeks has looked, you know, has looked pretty good. And, um, I, yeah, I just don't think Stafford to be able to keep up enough in this one. And the Rams' defense, I can make enough stops for him. We got the Bengals traveling out to Arizona to face the Cardinals, and I think this is going to be an ugly game between these two teams. I think it's, it's going to there's going to be some turnovers in this game. I think it's going to be an ugly game, but I'm going to take the team. I know Joe Burrow hasn't Joe Burrow hasn't played well, and the biggest reason is he's just not healthy. The Bengals should have never put him out there. They eventually may might have to sit him if this if this if they keep losing games. But I just think in an ugly game, I just think that the Bengals pull this out because they have the better roster. 
I'll take the Bengals here in this spot. I get the Bengals winning this game 21 to 17. But Justin, can the cards hand the Bengals their fourth loss of the season? I do. I got the cards win this one 20 to 16. I think, uh, you know, Bengals has kind of showed a little bit to stop the run. And James Conner's been averaging over five yards a carry. I think he's going to be able to do enough in this one. And, you know, Josh Dobbs, he's played really well and he has not turned the football over yet. He's been really, really good at that. And look, you know, I, the Bengals offense, it's, you know, they can't block for him and they can't run the football at all this year. And I think Arizona uh, plays pretty well defensively in this one. And I, I think they make enough stops and Josh Dodds makes enough plays in this one. And, you know, I don't know why they keep throwing Joe Burrow out there. You just made a long-term investment in him. Like, tell me, I know Burrow wants to play, but man, the head coach of GM needs to say, dude, we just paid you a lot of money. You're not healthy. We're not risking it right now. But hey, I, I'm not in that organization i you know because he's not healthy and they they, they can't do anything offense but he's a, he's a sitting duck back there he can't move yeah and, and, and it's on the gm and the head coach number oh, one yeah. and ever to start him before the season even began mm-hmm. and now if if, if 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 they if they're out of it like in the middle of the season they gotta they gotta pull him but they made the mistake right off the bat starting him once the season started yeah they absolutely did you know they they did and look i know you got arizona this week seattle at home next week and then you gotta buy like i i know you might not BD those two teams out, Joe Bro, but man, it, like he's got like the 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 calf is connected to the Achilles. We just saw what happened to Rodgers. That's not an easy injury to come back from. I I know he wants to play, and I know Jake Browning's not great, but I just yeah, like somebody in that organization's got to go. You know, we're we're paying this guy for a long time. If it's a bad year this year because he's hurt, we'll take it instead of him down the road struggling the next couple of years because you know. So, you know, he, he had a bigger injury this year. And so I, I just, I, I don't know. And I just, I don't think he's going to get much better this week. No, it, we'll see. I think they win, but I think they win very, very ugly. So yeah, they got to They got to They got to mm-hmm. uh, do the right thing with Joe Burrow. And I think starting him to start to, playing him at the start of the year was not the right thing to do, but we'll wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Packers and Raiders Packers trying to bounce back after their loss to the lions, the Raiders trying to bounce back for their loss to the chargers. I think Jordan Love will actually play well this week. It's important for the Packers to get off to a good start. They got to go. These starts have been absolutely terrible for the Packers. They got outscored 17, nothing uh, last week. They were down 27, three to the lions. So they got to get off to better starts. And then the first half of games, I think they do this week. I think Jordan Love plays pretty well. I think Aaron Jones has a good game on the ground. I do think Josh Jacobs has a good game on the ground too. I think they move the ball in the Packers, but, I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback because I think Jordan Love is better than either Jimmy Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connell. And I got the Packers winning this one 27-223. But, Justin, can the Raiders extend the Packers' losing streak to two? No, I got the uh, Packers in this one 24-17. I think Josh Jacobs, you know, he's only been averaging like two and a half yards for carry so far. I think he does play a little bit better this week because Green Bay um, just had not been able to stop the run at all. But, yeah, I think right now Green Bay is just they, – they got a little bit more talent. I think that defense is going to play a lot better this week against against Vegas. I think they'll get pressure on whoever plays quarterback, if it's Garoppolo or O'Connell, you know. And I think Jordan Love will make less mistakes than whoever plays quarterback um, for Las Vegas. And, you know, I, I, I think that – I you know, because I do think the Green Bay has got a really, really talented defense. I think they bounce back this week, and I think they make life very hard on the Raiders because you look at this Raiders team, they struggled to move the ball against Denver. Like, you know, they went 17 points in that one. So their offense has not been great. And as long as you can kind of keep uh, Devontae Adams in check, you got a pretty good chance to beat them. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So it should be an interesting game Monday night between the Packers and Raiders. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sports Talk with RJ. But we will be back in 10 minutes talking about the major, the the uh, the playoffs in baseball that started uh, last night. And we'll be, we will be back talking about week six of the college football season. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. But the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.